Christina Castedio and I are new friends. I knew we were going to be friends and we would collaborate more the first time I ever spoke with her. You can go back to episode 39 to hear her personal story. Thanks, Allison, for connecting us. Christina and I have begun some discussions that can sometimes be awkward or uncomfortable for one or both of us. We're doing that for you. As a white woman in the South, I can only have that perspective from personal experience. Christina's perspective is from her personal experience as a black woman. And of course, each of you have your own personal experience. Because of that, we all have some questions or statements that may feel strange to say out loud. Am I going to be offensive? Am I going to sound ignorant? Am I perpetuating a stereotype? Should I only listen? Or am I even allowed to ask questions or even share my own thoughts? We want to help you break those barriers so you can ask each other the hard questions and say the hard things so that you and your friends can feel more at ease talking with each other. Our vision is for friends from different perspectives, whether that be different races, cultures, or beliefs, to listen to our conversations and be ushered into conversations of your own. True change and understanding will not come until it takes place at a personal level, the heart level. You will not fully know another until you know your own heart. And of course, know the heart of God. So I found this quote from Brian Stevenson that just made a lot of things make sense to me. Um, He said, the great evil of American slavery wasn't the involuntary servitude. It was the fiction that black people aren't as good as white people. And I just stopped there for a second. I was like, oh, it's not just the manual labor or the abuse of master to slave. It's the fact that the labels of master and slave were put on people based on their color. Yes. Which implied one was better than the other. Right. The fiction that black people aren't as good as white people and aren't the equals of white people and are less evolved, less human, less capable, less worthy, less Mm. deserving than white people. So that Mm. got me thinking (laughs) like, yes, you know, People will say slavery was a long time ago. My family never owned slaves. Um, Nobody who's alive today was ever a slave or, and their parents were never slaves and their grandparents were probably never slaves. And, you know, we, we try to brush slavery away. Right. Yes, it was a long time ago, but that attitude of one is better than the other is pervasive over many generations. What do we as people who have never thought of slavery as part of our personal history. What do we need to learn from that? I actually addressed that in a post today. Um, So many white people, it seems like, feel that black people want them to apologize for slavery Mm -hmm. and want them to feel guilty for slavery. And I'd say, okay, like you said, it was 400 years ago. You, none of us alive have ever been a part of slavery. But what you have to understand is that there is residual pain still from 400 years ago that affects us today. You still have to acknowledge that it exists and that that mentality is still pervasive. Mm-hmm. And people don't even know where it came from is a thing, but they don't even know. And that's why it's important to, to be educated about it. But 
I have a theory that we have memory DNA and I talked about this a lot, but um, I, there are things that I think and feel, and I don't even know why. And I think it's because I think what maybe sometimes people think of as past lives, I think might just be memory DNA passed down to us. So I think there are feelings and and ideas that are literally passed down to us in our DNA. And some of that we have to fight. Some of that we have to make a choice whether or not we're going to allow that to continue in our lives. But we've also got to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So just like there might be that kid in a family, everybody's got brown hair and one kid pops out with red hair. Where did that kid come from? You know, like nobody else got that gene. I think it's kind of the same with some of those, I don't know if this makes sense, but thoughts and feelings that people have um, that still affect us. Mm -hmm. And if you have a family that doesn't teach you what the right way to be is, then you might lean toward a certain way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Why do you think, you know, like you're saying slavery hundreds of years ago, what makes it still relevant today? Like, do you feel like most people still think white people are better than or more evolved or more human or more capable or more worthy, or more deserving. Those are the words he used. Yes. Than black people. I know that there are some for sure. Right. Right. Do you think that's an overall perception still? I do. I do. Um, and I think the reason why many white people and even some black people I have learned do not think that is the case is because they say, well, I was able to do this. I was able to get ahead. Or look at Oprah. Look at Michelle Obama. Look at all these wealthy athletes. Look at, you know, so they look at people like that, which um, (laughs) that's not the norm. And that um, that they do not represent the majority Mm -hmm. people of color. but I do think based on what we see, what we've seen with the police and what we've seen in Georgia, for example, for some reason, those men thought that it was okay for them. They felt they had every right to hunt that boy <laughs> that I'm imagining they called him, I don't yeah. know, among other things. Um, they felt they had the right to take the law into their own hands and Mm. kill him. And that directly derives from slave times. Where did they get that mentality? Because black people were brought over. We We didn't start here. We were taken from Africa and brought here for a specific reason. And the white people at that time felt they had every right because it was like, Ooh, who's this exotic animal, you know, use and, and use for work and kill if they get out of line and do whatever we want them to do. Um, And that, that brought it all back to me because who does that? Yeah. 
you know, and we, there are so many examples of people, all the, you know, I, I feel so sorry for my friends named Karen right now. Yeah. But, you know, my mom the, was named Karen. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those people, those women, for some reason, it's mostly women. They're making us look bad like women. Yeah. Um, they feel they have the right in the latest one in Central Park. Really? The man was watching birds and she used her whiteness as a weapon. She knew and she used those threatening words. I'm going to call them, call the police and tell them that an African-American man is threatening my life. She said it because she knew exactly what that meant. Mm-hmm. She might as well been holding a gun pointing it at him instead of saying those words because she knew exactly what she was doing when she said that to him she knew that she was putting his life in danger and she was using her perceived power yes as a white woman over his perceived weakness exactly as a black man okay i've never put it in those words yeah yes and that, that to me, and it's not, you know, it happens so much. There, there are as many videos as we have seen. There are probably 10 times more that happen that do not get recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, those are the feel bring us right back to what it meant to be a slave because there's still that mentality. We don't have that name, but... Um, you know, it's psychological shackles, it's psychological enslavement. And that's how I feel in my own life, even though I've never been a slave. There are certain things that keep me feeling that I am not free to do certain things. I'm not free to go someplace and just be me. I need to make sure everyone feels comfortable with my presence. Really? And... You, if you ask a lot of black people, they'll tell you the same thing. They, I don't want someone to be threatened by me. I go out of my way to let people know that I am a safe black person. And that to me is, those are shackles. You yeah. Know? Why do you feel the need to do that? Like personally you, why do you feel that need? Because of how the media movies, whatever portrays black people to be. Um, And I think, and there are examples of, you know, the opposite of that as well. But for so many years, I mean, if you look at the movies that were made, goodness, when movies first started, Mm -hmm. you know, most people haven't seen those. You'd be horrified Mm -hmm. at the way that uh, black people were portrayed straight out of slavery or still slaves Mm -hmm. when um, we were freed. But um, I just think it's something that's been ingrained in our minds, even black people, you know, it's, it's, they're the same images. We all see the same images. And I'll be honest and say, if I hear the word thug, the picture that pops in my head is a black man. Mm -hmm. And I, as a black woman have to fight that. I know that's not what a thug means, what a thug is, but it has been ingrained in us that this is who, this is who fits that description. 
And so imagine if it affects me like that, how it affects people that don't look like me, who Mm -hmm. don't know that there are other people that are um, not that. Yeah. Especially if you live in a place where you don't have any much representation. Mm -hmm. When Christina talked about feeling the need to make everyone else feel comfortable with her in the room, that really struck me. And then I started thinking, if I was the only white person in the room, would I feel the same way? And the answer is yes, for different reasons, though. I would feel the need to make everyone feel comfortable by making it very clear that I am not racist. I accept you for who you are, and I'm going to go overboard to try to prove that point. And I think that's part of our problem between races, is that the bias that we all have, the perceptions we all have about how everyone else might be feeling is overriding how we actually feel about each other. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that some more, reflect on it a little more. But tell me what you think about that. How do you feel as a black person or a white person when you are the only one in the room? Do you feel the need to make everyone else comfortable? Are you comfortable yourself? And what does that say about us? I hope that this conversation sparks further conversation for you and your people. And of course, Christina and I would love to hear about it. You can find us both on Facebook and Instagram, Christina Custodio and Known Podcast in both of those places. And of course, you can find links to all of that in show notes. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue this careful conversation.